Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight. It's Tuesday, September 27th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Hurricane Ian is gaining strength as it barrels toward Florida's west coast. It could hit the Tampa Bay area Wednesday night and have slowed down by then, which could bring a lot of wind and heavy rains. At the White House this afternoon, FEMA Director Deanne Criswell warned of as much as 20 inches of rain on top of a possible 10-foot storm surge. Take this very seriously. Listen to your local officials and those Floridians that have been through this before. Help your neighbors that may have not had to go through this. Criswell says complacency and ignorance are the biggest barriers to storm prep right now, especially with so many new residents. And since this area of Florida hasn't seen a hurricane like Ian in more than a century. Even though Washington, D.C. is hundreds of miles from Hurricane Ian's path, the January 6th committee is rescheduling its final public hearing. It was supposed to take place tomorrow afternoon, but on Twitter, the committee gave the hurricane as the reason. A new date will be announced later on. In Washington, D.C. today, jury selection is underway in the government's trial against five members of the Oath Keepers. The militia's founder, Stuart Rhodes, and four others face the most serious charges yet in the January 6th insurrection. They're accused of a high crime, seditious conspiracy. Now the Justice Department has to prove the group played a coordinating role in the violence and chaos of that day. If convicted, they could face 20 years in prison. A second trial against four or other Oath Keepers begins in November. Your favorite sandwich shop might be well-known for its cheesesteaks or Italian heroes, but it's probably not worth $100 million. So when a small-town New Jersey deli went public with a stock market value in the nine digits, people got suspicious. Now, investigators have charged three men, including a father and son, with multiple fraud offenses. They allegedly persuaded the deli owner to use the store as part of a scheme to generate illegal profits from other shady ventures. That could land them at least 20 years in jail. Finally, a little relief from the record high cost of rent. New data shows that apartment rents nationally dropped 0.1% in August, the first monthly decline in rent since December 2020. The bad news is that even if rents continue to fall, it will be some time before Americans feel much of a difference. Data from Moody's Analytics show that since 2020, nearly 90% of the top U.S. cities have seen an increase in rent-to-income ratios. That means renters have had to spend a bigger portion of their paychecks on housing. 
today and every day we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we dive into the growing world of sports betting and what it means for the media industry. Sabotage can't be ruled out after leaks have been found in the major gas pipelines from Russia to Europe. There are at least three leaks in two Nord Stream pipelines. Both Russia and Denmark say they could have been deliberately damaged. They run under the Baltic Sea and have been at the center of the European energy crisis since Russia invaded Ukraine. Because of the war, neither pipeline is in operation. Gas prices on the continent have already risen in response. Yesterday, Texas's attorney general found himself on the other side of the law. The Texas Tribune reports that Ken Paxton literally ran from a process server to avoid being served with a subpoena. Several nonprofits who want to help Texans pay for out-of-state abortions had filed a lawsuit. The server said in a federal court filing when he approached Paxton in the driveway, the AG ran inside and later escaped by running and jumping into a truck driven by his wife. Paxton is facing legal challenges over securities fraud and a whistleblower lawsuit from inside his own office. He said on Twitter that he fled over concerns for his family's safety. Recreational weed dispensaries in New York are getting closer to reality. Applications to run a store closed over the weekend, and about 500 people applied for a license. The state is the first in the nation to prioritize people who have prior marijuana convictions from when the drug was criminalized. Many are people of color. New York plans to grant 900 licenses by 2027 for an industry that's expected to generate over $4 billion in revenue. Apple says it has started making its newest iPhone 14 in India as it shifts its supply chains away from China. To be clear, Apple still makes most of its phones in China, but this move is part of a shift that'll make the company less reliant on one country. Rising tensions between Washington and Beijing are a concern, and China's zero-COVID policies are causing major supply disruptions for companies, including Apple. The announcement is a victory for Prime Minister Narendra Modi, whose government launched a Make in India campaign eight years ago to boost the company's manufacturing and exports. Talk about a blowout. Last night at the Women's Basketball World Cup in Australia, the U.S. scored 145 points to win against South Korea. It was a new record for the team, which currently includes 12 WNBA players. The U.S. hasn't lost a game since 2006, but 145 points in a game set a new record for the Women's Basketball World Cup. You may have noticed more ads everywhere lately for sports betting platforms. No, it's not all in your head. Sports betting has been taking over parts of the U.S. media industry. And insider's Ashley Rodriguez, who writes about TV and the media, says we're in a pivotal time right now and it's only just the beginning. So there are sort of two big things that have been happening over the last few years. One are the sports betting platforms, companies like DraftKings and FanDuel that are trying to become media entities themselves, right? They see how the media has been able to help bring more people into sports betting and fantasy sports and things like that and help cultivate loyalty amongst audiences. 
And, you know, some of these companies, including DraftKings, have even gone out there and bought their own media properties. And on the other side of the equation, you have media giants like Disney and like Warner Brothers Discovery that are sizing up this space and and trying to figure out where they fit into sports betting. And so Disney most recently has said that it's out there looking for a sports betting partner. Reports have put the potential value of a deal with Disney at $3 billion, which would be massive for this space. Tell us a little bit about the incentives and and the risks in operating this way for the media companies. Yeah, so for a media company like Disney, I think that's a great example of the risk because Disney is known for being, you know, a really family-friendly brand. And so for them, the idea of getting into gambling can be a little sticky, right? It could really change the way that their audience thinks about them. And I think that is why Disney and ESPN have been so slow, but also so thoughtful in how they're going to approach the space because they don't want to, you know, put their brand and their image at risk. Mm -hmm. You write that there was a shift a few years ago when U.S. regulators turned in favor of the industry rather than viewing it as a vice. What happened then? That's right. So this all really goes back to 2018 when the Supreme Court overruled what was then called PASPA. And so what this did is that it opened the door for states to legalize sports betting. So when that happened in 2018, New Jersey became the first state to regulate sports gambling. And many states have since gone ahead and and followed that lead, either regulating it at retail casinos, so in physical locations, or online on your phone so that you can bet on the internet. So New York State legalized sports betting about a year ago, and Californians will see two initiatives to legalize sports betting on their ballots come November. So let's focus on New York right now. What has changed since the state legalized sports betting? Sports betting in New York has been absolutely massive. When sports betting started in New York, you know, New York is a really expensive market to compete in. They're taking a lot of tax revenue from these betting companies. So only a handful of companies were actually been given licenses and were able to enter this market. And even still with a sort of a smaller consideration set that you may see in some other states, the growth here has just been tremendous given the population and and the, the sort of this media focused market that New York is. New York and California were two of four states that have been viewed by the industry as catalysts that really can take this mainstream, can take sports betting beyond the endemic gamblers and bring it to a new mainstream entertainment-focused audience. So certainly now that you know betting is up and running and has been in New York, all eyes are looking at California. Does this mark also just a shift in our culture and how we see the sports betting industry, you know, instead of a vice, a legitimate money maker? Oh, yes. I would say absolutely that shift is happening. I mean, I it, we're seeing it both in the way that sports betting odds and data is now shown on your TV screen sometimes as you're watching a game, right? It's perpetuated the actual event of consuming sports itself, and it's changing that experience for us. Mm-hmm. Ashley, thanks so much for chatting. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Ashley Rodriguez covers the media industry for Insider. 
Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight in for Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.